All Rise, the Ashley Murphy murder trial with Frank Graney, a News Talk original podcast. A woman in her 20s has died following an assault in County Offaly. The incident happened along the Canal Bank at Capincur in Tullamore at around four o'clock this afternoon. Breaking news, the arrest made on suspicion of murder of Ashling Murphy, the school teacher. Joseph Puska of Linali Grove, Mukla, County Offaly, appeared before a special sitting of Tullamore District Court last night. On the afternoon of the 12th of January last year, Ashley Murphy, a 23-year-old school teacher, was killed while out for a run along the banks of the Grand Canal in Tullamore. Josef Pushka, a Slovakian man who was living at Lenali Grove in Mukla, County Offaly at the time, is on trial for her murder. He has pleaded not guilty. I'm Frank Rainey, courts correspondent for News Talk. And I'm Ashling Moore, radio producer. I'll be in the central criminal court for every minute of the Ashley Murphy murder trial. And every evening we'll bring you a factual, accurate and balanced account of what the jury hears on any given day. And only what the jury hears. It's their job to decide on the facts of this case and they'll do so based only on the evidence presented to them at trial. This is All Rise, the Ashling Murphy murder trial. Welcome to episode one, jury selection. OK, Frank, so before we get started, it might be useful to deal with some house rules first. You've been a court reporter for many years now, covering some of the most high profile cases to come before our courts. How restricted are you in terms of what you can say day to day in relation to these proceedings? Well, I'm, I'm glad you've asked that question, Ashley, because this case is now sub judice, which is Latin for under a judge. So certain very important rules apply. And it's not just the likes of me and my colleagues on the press bench that must abide by these rules. Um, these rules apply to everyone. Uh, in a nutshell, when a case is sub judice, you mustn't publish, broadcast or post anything online that could influence the process in any way. Jurors decide cases, nobody else. And as a court reporter, when a trial is live, all I can do or all I can report on is what the jurors have heard from the witness box. And that's what we'll be doing here on All Rise. There's no room for opinion, um, no room for analysis like you might see on news networks in the United States, uh, for example. The rules are different here. And the reasoning behind that sub judice rule is simple. If you're accused of a crime in this country, you are entitled to due process, you're entitled to a fair trial. It is one of the cornerstones of our justice system. And so too is the presumption of innocence, I should say. If you deny an allegation of criminality, as Yosef Pushka has in this case, uh, you are considered innocent of that crime until proven otherwise. That makes sense. So as you say, the sub judice rule exists to ensure a person gets a fair trial, reports must be factual, accurate and balanced. Mm -hmm. What happens if someone breaks that rule? Well, I hate to use the C word on air, Ashleen, but failure to abide by that rule could lead to a person being held in contempt, which is not only potentially career ending for somebody like me, but it's also a criminal offence that can lead to a very hefty fines being dished out and even jail time. And people have been prosecuted for it in the past and not just journalists. Um, generally, the more high profile a trial, uh, the more likely people are to talk about, about it. And you'll notice uh, people taking to social media platforms like Twitter or X, as it's now known, 
but you simply can't go online and say whatever you like about a live trial. Uh, jurors are all, always warned to avoid media coverage of a case. Uh, so if you're on the jury for Mr. Pushka's trial, uh, you absolutely shouldn't be listening to this podcast. And in recent years, jurors have also been warned not to do their own research online, uh, not to follow what people are saying online. And I really can't emphasize enough how important that is. And the risk of being held in contempt isn't the only potential consequence uh, of that sub judice rule being broken. Trials have collapsed in the past because of it. And that doesn't serve anyone well, not the accused person, not the victim and not the people of Ireland for whom these cases are brought. So I guess the best advice I can give people while a trial is live is to keep your opinions to yourself and don't do or say anything that might influence or frustrate the process in any way. Some solid advice if you don't want to find yourself in the judge's crosshairs by the signs of things. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So let's talk specifically about this case. Can you set the scene for us? Maybe give us an idea of the layout of the courtroom, who was there and so on. Well, um, firstly, this case is being heard before Mr. Justice Tony Hunt in the Central Criminal Court. Mr. Justice Hunt is a very experienced judge. Uh, you may remember him as one of the three judges who presided over uh, the recent trial of Jerry the Monk Hutch before the Special Criminal Court. There was no jury in that trial, so he and his fellow judges were not um, only the judges of law, but also the judges of fact. So they were the ones who considered the evidence in the case and ultimately acquitted Mr. Hutch. His role throughout this jury trial, again before the Central Criminal Court, will be different though. Um, it won't be up to him to consider the evidence at the end. Uh, that will be left to the jury. His job is to direct the jurors on matters of law, law and to ensure that Mr. Pushka gets a fair trial. It is being heard in Court 13, which is on the fourth floor of the Criminal Courts of Justice uh, on Park 8 Street, right next to the Phoenix Park. And for those of you unfamiliar with the Criminal Courts of Justice or the CCJ uh, for short, it is an enormous 10-storey complex uh, built back in 2010 and really is an impressive site. I've been working there for many years now and during the planning stage, uh, there were concerns that the sheer size of the building wouldn't blend in well with its surroundings, uh, particularly because it's located so close to the Phoenix Park, as I say. But the clever architect who designed it uh, put in these massive double story glass panels on its outside shell to give the impression that it's only actually five stories high. Um, court 13 is one of, if not the biggest courtroom uh, in the building. As you enter through its heavy double doors, the public gallery is directly in front of you and the families of Ashley Murphy and Yosef Pushka were seated there this afternoon uh, alongside some members of the public. Uh, the press bench then is directly in front of that public gallery and in front of that are the lawyers' benches. The prosecution team, in this case led by Ms. Anne-Marie Lawler, is positioned to the right side of the courtroom, closest to the jury box, while Mr. Pushka's defence, which is led by Michael Bowman, is on the left, closest to the dock. Josef Pushka is from Slovakia, so a translator is seated next to him in the dock. And to the left of where they're seated is the witness box. Directly in front of that then you have the registrar and all the other court staff with the judge seated in a more elevated position on the bench uh, directly above 
that the Garda investigation team is positioned at the back of this large courtroom closest to a small room where any exhibits in the case are being stored. And on the ground floor then of of this building is the glamorous uh, windowless media room where this podcast will be broadcast from throughout the trial. And it's going to be a very busy media room over the next few weeks with lots of journalists covering this trial. Mr. Pushka was arraigned today. He pleaded not guilty and a jury was then sworn in to hear his trial. What's the process involved in this? Yeah, well, look, not a lot happened today in the sense that no evidence was called. But the first significant step in any trial is the arraignment of an accused person. The charge was formally put to Yosef Pushka today. He stood before the court and the registrar read out the charge. He is accused of murdering Ashley Murphy at Cap and Kerr in Tullamore County, Offaly, on the afternoon uh, of the 12th of January last year. And when that charge was put to him this afternoon, uh, the registrar read it out and simply asked him, how do you plead? To which he replied, not guilty. And then, as you say, the process of, of selecting a jury uh, got underway. And you could say that you know, while the jury was sworn in this afternoon, uh, that process started long before today because the first step involves a summons uh, landing in your letterbox. The courts use the electoral registrar to randomly send out those letters. And if you're summoned for jury service, you must attend in court on the relevant date. And on the day, potential jurors answering those summonses gather in a large waiting room uh, in the belly of the courthouse. And from there, as was the case today, a live audio link is set up with the courtroom where the registrar selects names uh, randomly for a particular case. And if the registrar calls your name, you must go to the jury box. But that's not an automatic guarantee that you're going to uh, hear this, ca- hear the case. Uh, only 12 jurors required and both the prosecution and the defence can challenge up to seven prospective uh, jurors without giving any reason if a person is successfully challenged. And this this happens all the time, you know, not just with this case, but with any trial that I've covered, there are often challenges from both sides. Um, and if a person is successfully challenged, they must step down and they're always assured uh, that it's nothing personal. It's, it's rare enough that either side would use up all of their challenges, but if they do, they can still object to a potential juror, uh, but they must give a reason for it. And then it's up to the judge to decide uh, whether or not they can sit. Um, some of those who are called take themselves out of the equation, again, for um, a whole host of reasons. Those reasons are very rarely revealed in open court. What happens is a person with an issue would approach the judge and, and whisper in his or her ear and the judge will then decide whether it's a legitimate reason to excuse that person. And jury panels are often uh, given warnings but before that selection process gets underway. And and that happened here today. Uh, Mr. Justice Tony Hunt told potential jurors that this case had attracted more than the usual share of publicity. And before anybody was called, he urged those who felt they couldn't try this case with an open mind to have no hesitation in telling him. And he also warned that if anyone has engaged in commentary or exchanges on social media in relation to this case, then they should not serve. And again, that throws back to what I was saying earlier about that very important sub-judice rule and Mr. Pushka's entitlement to a fair trial. The judge uh, said it was very important uh, that they don't discover down the line that somebody has expressed anything online or elsewhere that could lead a person to conclude that they couldn't or shouldn't uh, try the case. 
Again, nothing untoward about those warnings. They were given just to ensure uh, Mr. Pushka gets that uh, fair trial that he is entitled to. And once those warnings were delivered, names were then called at random. And within an hour or so, a jury of nine men and three women uh, was filled. Were the jurors given any idea of how long the trial is likely to take? They were. Um, they were told it could take up to four weeks, but the judge said that it might be prudent to allow for five uh, just just in case. And again, the jurors were warned not to sit on the jury if they couldn't commit to that timeline. So the trial itself is expected to take up to five weeks, but may conclude within four. Okay. So Mr. Pushka was arraigned this afternoon. He pleaded not guilty to the murder of Ashling Murphy. A jury was sworn in. And the court then broke up for the day. No evidence was heard today, as you say. But do we know what's expected tomorrow? Well, all going according to plan, the prosecuting barrister, again, that's uh, Ms. Anne-Marie Lawler, will open her case before the jury at half past 10 tomorrow morning. And I should say her opening speech to the jury is not evidence. Uh, It's just an opportunity for her as the prosecutor in this case to speak to the jury for the first time and to give them um, a roadmap or a blueprint of sorts of the case that she intends to present to them over the next four or five weeks. So this time tomorrow, we should have a bit more detail about what Mr. Pushka is alleged to have done. We know that he is accused of murdering Ashleen Murphy on the 12th of January last year. We know where that's alleged to have happened. We know that he has pleaded not guilty to that charge. But again, we don't have any more detail in relation to that this afternoon. The jury will be given that overview tomorrow. Um, they will be told that, that it's not evidence. And again, it is important to emphasise that it is just an allegation. Mr. Pushka has pleaded not guilty to it. So, a relatively short day in court today, uh, but tomorrow will be a full day. Uh, most trials sit from half past 10 or 11 in the morning. They then break for an hour at around lunchtime. And then the afternoon session is usually from from two o'clock to four o'clock, but it can vary day to day. So opening address from Ms. Lawler tomorrow, all going according to plan. And once that's done, then uh, she will be given an opportunity to begin calling witnesses. That's it for episode one of All Rise, the Ashling Murphy murder trial. Tomorrow, the court is expected to hear the prosecution's opening address with the first prosecution witnesses likely to be called thereafter. I'm Frank Graney, court's correspondent for News Talk, and I'll be in court each and every day. You can follow me on X at Frank Graney for updates. And make sure you follow this podcast, All Rise, the Ashling Murphy murder trial, for an impartial and comprehensive account of what happens in court on any given day. All Rise, the Ashling Murphy murder trial was hosted by Frank Graney and Ashling Moore with sound design by Lachlan Hart. Follow the podcast on Newstalk.com, on the Newstalk app, powered by Go Loud, or wherever you get your podcasts.